Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Until you ask it correctly. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus, and I'm here with Brojack of all people. Bro surprise, Jack. surprise! <laughs> Brojack hitting it up, but Brojack is not the only voice today in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have a, a a huge celebrity, massive celebrity, <laughs> with us, man of many talents. Many, many ventures. He's the author of such books as Hard Thing on a Beautiful Day, which is an excellent essay collection. Uh, the Outstanding Life of an Awkward Theater Kid, a graphic novel for kids. And uh, upcoming, I believe, Flex 3, The Dog Lives, which sounds like it should be a movie starring Vin Diesel. But it is also a graphic novel <laughs> for kids that is coming out Um and not only an author, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, like I said, a, a multifaceted, multi-talented individual. We have a pop star. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a pop star, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the, the, the co-lead singer um, of the multi-platinum group Shavu with their new single out just last month, Caution to the Wind. Get it wherever you get your songs. We have the honorable, the right... Reverend Ted Cluck on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Ted, how are you, my friend? I'm good, baby. I'm better after that intro. That was incredible, man. <laughs> you like that? You guys was are looking, looking good. You're was looking that? spry, looking young, fresh. Spry. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like that intro was a parody for a second. I'm like, what is jo hey, What are you? What? <laughs> that that intro was completely off the cuff. Wow. I will have you say that. I that have no is notes. an eclectic uh, intro right there. No yeah. notes. Well, listen, you've so, crushed it. I've had way worse intros. Believe me. <laughs> oh, oh, I've heard a few of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, Ted. Dude, thank you for being on the pod, man. I'm really glad we can make it happen. Man, thanks for having me, boys. This is exciting. I uh, I listened to my first episodes of your podcast when I was poolside in Vegas. 
about a month and a half ago. Yes. So, uh, the, uh, hey, you know what? That is the only, that is the true and only way to listen to the Reformatory, ladies and gentlemen. It really Real is. Side at Vegas. I get called Bro Jack, and we got Bro Ted up in this building right now. I mean, come uh, on. Were you wearing shades, and were you kind of like... Dude, no, I was just going full Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven tip. I was. I was trying out a new persona, boys, actually. You can help me with this. And then I want to get into <laughs> yeah, Josh's yeah. like pool-related stuff because he's got pool things, too. But uh, I do. <laughs> I got myself two new pairs of glasses for Vegas. I got a pair of Elliot Gould glasses, like the big, oh, yes. chunky, like Vegas pit boss kind of energy. I got a pair mm-hmm. of those, and I got like <laughs> the sunglass equivalent. So I rocked those poolside while listening to the Reformatory, which is crazy because... I used to have a show called The Reformatory. So I feel like I've come yeah, full I circle f- right now. This is exciting. I feel like I feel like this is something that needs to be cleared up. I, I feel like Josh is about before. to get sued right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because uh, here's the thing. This is here's a live cease and desist, <laughs> baby, is what this is. I, I plead, I plead <laughs> no contest. Inter- hold on uh, I plead not on. guilty. Stop recording. It's all Stop Josh. the presses. <laughs> Stop the presses. <laughs> okay, so so when I when I came up with the name of the the reformatory i thought i was so creative yeah because i was like oh man like it's got you know the 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 quintessential like you know jail and bar you know stuff like that and then obviously it's it's a little gritty it's 90 it's grungy (laughs) you know exactly (laughs) just a little bit and then you know we launch and Mm -hmm. get going and then somebody comments on twitter and i don't know who it was my lawyer and they and they go, yeah. <laughs> Gould and Gould, yeah, Gould Incorporated. And Gould, yeah. 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 Um, they comment on one of our posts and they're like, the reformatory, like like Ted and Ronnie's thing. I'm like, what? Oh, hold on. What? <laughs> Excuse me? So they were the I one that was listening t- all those years ago. The, the, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I emailed Ted uh, like right away. I'm like, bro, I, I just need <laughs> you to know, man, like this, I... In no way was this intentional, um, and we have since made up. Dude, I so. love the soft heart too, man, and I I love the bro <laughs> the bro approach. Um, you're trying to keep everything above board, above reproach, and uh, I was doing my best. You know, it was a re- it was real quick and easy, wasn't it? And that, it uh, was. It was painless. Yes. I gave you my blessing. <laughs> <laughs> you did you did and i figure i'm not even gonna bother trying to reach out and get ronnie's no <laughs> I, I got Ted's. I mean, that's you all know, that matters he's busy i mean he's busy tweeting <laughs> and then also tweeting also traveling. and then preaching not, preaching to his to wife in like a field tweeting. somewhere exactly not to mention tweeting yeah getting his picture yeah. taken so, okay. and tweeting yeah well well we've we've got we've got that out of the way i feel like yeah. we we've all grown and uh you know we're all we're all relationally repaired mm. uh Pool stuff, boys. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> pool stuff. Um, our audience right now is has no clue what's going on. <laughs> so it turns out we were talking before we started recording, uh, talking about um, as you do, uh, back and knee pain. Yeah. And <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> because, actually because we're because we're a back and knee pain podcast. It's gonna be a spinoff. <laughs> Dude, there's three of us, yeah. and each of us can take the persona of either the back or the knee or or maybe elbows I for like Jack. It. I don't know. I like it. Um, but uh, it turns out that that Jack and I, and and this is where our audience will will come in a little bit. I got to eat a little bit of crow because last episode or two episodes ago, I I viscerally made fun of Jack mm. for swimming every morning, uh, just being an old man. And doing old man things <laughs> and being such a like geriatric v- stereotypical veteran. Dude, swimming then, is such a solid workout though. Like all kidding. I, aside. Well see 
I, yeah, and that and that's the thing is I made fun of him. I was like, "Is it really a workout? Is it really?" And then oh, I yeah. started swimming, oh, yeah. and I got oh, yeah. I got to take it all back, man. It's like, super yeah, hard. It's dude. <laughs> it is it is. I take it all back. I'm repenting right now. Swimming is hard. Now, boys, what's your uh, what what are your respective swimming personas? Like, uh, are you guys going speedo? <laughs> oh no! I no. I, asked, <laughs> I asked Jack this exact same question, Jack. <laughs> Take it, buddy. I am. I am with? definitely not going to uh, basically fail where my ancestors did from the Eastern European persuasion. Oh man! And take the speedo route, but I will take the uh, the dad shorts. There you go. Right before, right up uh, about two inches above the knee. Yep. You know, and then just kind of a little bit, a little bit of a, you know, little stretch, but not too much on that, so I yeah. can get. Uh, yeah, some good swimming ability there. So solid, but I'm not doing speedo. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's... I'm definitely going for the big stretch. <laughs> but I bet you've got. Uh, I bet you've got an old guy at your gym who just goes speedo and has no shame about it. He does. Right? Yeah, yeah, I definitely do right now. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's so terrifying. It really is. Day. Yeah, you don't want to be swimming at the same time as that guy. <laughs> Yeah, I bet I'd rather be in the pool with him than in the locker room. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. I, I got, I gotta say, because as long as I'm in the pool, like, like I can, <laughs> I can keep my <laughs> keep those goggles on and just focus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you're in the locker room, man, it is not safe. Well, try, it is um, not safe. Yeah. Try swimming in the morning at the college that you work at with other why your college has a pool. Well, dude, it used to. So the first couple of years we were here, we had a pool. Then they shut it down. Um, but yeah, I would, I would swim in the morning with the, the like real old whack job faculty who had like no shame in the locker room, if you know what I mean. Okay? Oh man. Yeah. 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 It was a bit of a yeah. deal. It was a tough way to like kind of onboard into the university, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I know, I know this is blatantly anti-Christian, but, but there are some instances where you need to have some shame people. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. <laughs> like, you know, shame isn't always shame a Shame has thing. become <laughs> such an enemy of late. I'm pro shame. It, it really, it yeah. really has. It really has. It's like, you know, in Jesus, you shouldn't have any shame. Well, you know, uh, that <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe some of you need to uh, maybe at the pool you revisit that maybe at the pool exactly. at the pool. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Well, it, it, you know what? I'm glad to know we're all, we're all just old men here yeah we sure are. <laughs> at least at least we do old my man dad's things. 72 and he swims like four days a week it's crazy so dude your pops oh, is good a stuff. beast yeah, what, yeah. What jack's man. pops is, is is yeah i've met jack's pops he's he's pretty pretty dude cool. my pops used to play beer league hockey until he turned like 70 <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. he retired at Whoa. seventy from beer league. So uh, hockey, yeah, man. yeah. He he's put some he's put some reps in too. So that away, yeah, that away. So hey, Ted, I wanted to ask you really quick off yeah. offshoot question before we kind of get into the yeah. the topic that we wanted to talk about. How how did you get into graphic novels, dude? Because I know you've been an author for for a long time. Yeah, but graphic novels seems like a really specific niche that a lot of authors don't make that jump over to. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? How how did that happen with you, man? Yeah, so a few years ago, like five, six years ago, I want to say, I got approached by Harvest House Publishers through my agent to do a random graphic novel. And I had I I say I'd never done anything like that, but I had actually been contracted maybe a decade ago. I wrote a series of like little kids ESL learn to speak English books, like for a Chinese publisher. And uh, <laughs> oh man, it was, it was Wait, what? dude, it was amazing. There were 75 of these books, dude. So I'm like the Dr. Seuss of China, and um, 
the only see Ted run. Yeah, the only stipulation was there had to be a, a boy see. named Lily and his robot brother Quan. And that 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 was in the stipulation. Like, right, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, there but had to be a better Lily be Lily. And, a Quan, and then they would give me like ten vocab words to work into each book. And I, boys, I got to tell you, it was the funnest project I've ever done. It was completely <laughs> solitary. Awesome. It was kid stuff. It was funny. Um, so I loved it. And my I told my agent afterwards, I was like, hey, if you can ever get me like anything like that again, I'd be stoked out of my mind. And uh, so he brought me this graphic novel thing and uh, I pitched it. I was like, I'll do it, but I'm not going to do any like fanciful created worlds. It's just going to be like a kid in middle school, like going through life stuff. And uh, we, we did it, man. We did two of them with Harvest House. So uh, one was called The Extraordinary Life of a Mediocre Jock. And then Theater Kid was the second one. And then my dream forever, like my dream project, has been to write a book for like grade schoolers where the boy's pet lives. Um, because growing up in public school, we always had to read these books like Where the Red Fern Grows, where they would always kill off the dogs. And oh, it yeah. used to make me yeah. so angry. Like I would get Talk so to my wife about old, that. Like old yeller, man. They just Dude, they, old they yeller. Shoot him. It's like like you realize you can survive rabies, right? <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> But invariably they just went like, out there and shot him. The boy gets really attached to this pet, right? Like really at a heart level attached. And then they kill the pet off in the third act. And as a result <laughs> of this, I got so jaded and I got so disenfranchised with any kind of pet related media. Like I haven't watched a movie about animals in years, you guys. I'm just afraid. You're um, just scarred. So I was, I was like, I'm going to write one where the dog lives. And it's going to say the dog lives right on the cover. And the dog's going to live. So, so, uh, so that's a deal. So not only is this like a, you know, like uh, like an actual like project for work. Like this yeah. is therapy for you. It's man. therapy. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's a therapy piece. It is. I get it. it okay. Is. Well, so, that's all the rage now. You know, I mean, oh, well, it is. Yeah. It is. If, if, if it's not born out of some sort of trauma, is it even some kind of reading? wound? Like I had to yeah, yeah, wound. I had to think long and hard about a way that I was the victim. And what I like, landed on was this middle school reading thing. OK, so like, many people have have their have their father wounds. Ted's got no, Ted's I've got, got a great dad, wounds. dude. I've, I've got a great yeah, yeah. hockey playing dad. I've got a great mom. I'm an oppressive, you know, white, straight, Baptist male, but um, yeah, oh yeah. But yeah. I'm a victim in the sense of dog-related reading from middle school. Hey, you know what, Ted? Yeah, we're here for you. Well, I appreciate it. We're you here. Guys. I can this, tell is this is a safe, safe space. space. It's very safe. You can tell us all your woes, and we will not at all mercilessly make fun of you for it. I appreciate it, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind. Well, speaking of speaking <laughs> speaking of merciless, mercilessly making fun of something, mm. um, when. Uh, when I approached Ted uh, about coming on the pod, I was like, "Hey, man, um, you know, we want to get you on just because you're fun. We think we think we're we're kind of fun. It'd be it'd be a fun thing." And I'm like, "Let me know if you have anything that you want to talk about." And uh, <laughs> like, ten seconds later, dog on a chain, dude. <laughs> dude, dog you were I, like, he had this primed, son. <laughs> He gets back to me and he goes, Coming pastors, out like Jake yeah, LaMotta, just oh, raging, raging bull. Dude, That's right. Yeah, dude. Seriously, man. He goes, I want to talk about pastors, attention and persona. I'm like, all right, that's what we're talking about. That's up, what baby. we're talking about. Here we go. We are pulling zero punches on this podcast. So, Ted, I'm going to throw it over to you real quick, man. Yeah. Uh, first, first off, um, 
<laughs> why? <laughs> let, well, yeah, let's just start with that. Why? why? Now, Josh, let's be, uh, let, let's, all, let's all three of us. I don't know how complicit Jack is in this, but let's, let's go full transparency here, man. Let's go like pool okay. locker room at, at five in the morning here. You're in, in the, the sauna. We are, You're in the sauna. We're in the shits, dude. We just yep, got done with yep. this. Yeah. We're in no the shins. The crispy no chest hair, the medallions for me, you know. Ted's got his big glasses on. <laughs> I got my on. big gold glasses on, so we're in the Schwitz together. All right, all right, and let it, us have it. The, the interesting nature of our relationship, Josh, is that from time to time, you will text me, like, screenshots. Oh, gosh, we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what he meant by full transparency. Well, listen, I'm not going to get any more specific than that, okay, baby? Okay. So I want you okay. to relax, because right. I'm going to get you through okay. this right now, okay? All right, but from, lead me. Yeah. Lead <laughs> Dude, I lead got, me where my faith has no borders. I'm going to take you by the hand. I'm going to lead you out of this schwitz that we're in after a swim, okay? Because it's a little steamy in there and you can't see. We're, we're going to Denny's. All right, let's go. <laughs> so from time to time, you'll text me like screenshots of different tweets and Instagram posts from like pastors that we both know, let's say. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's ridiculous. Know. It's true. Yeah, we both know. And you, you do this because you know that it will get a rise out of me. And, uh, and it does yeah, get dude. a rise out of me because I'm nothing if not predictable. And this has just kind of been the dynamic of the group for the last couple of years. It, like, like I, I, can we say, Ted, that yeah. we went from acquaintances to possible friends and bonding over the, over this? Yeah, I think we have, dude. I think we have. And this, this, this and, and, and our mutual love hate relationship with the Mariners. That's right. Mostly love, wow. sometimes hate. Can I ask a legitimate question about your love for the Mariners, Ted? Where does this love come from? Okay, um, let's do two minutes on this, Josh, and then we'll get back to the (laughs) the thing. thing. But um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, love for the Mariners. So grew up, Jack, in the like Ken Griffey being the coolest baseball player era. So that had a lot to do with it. Um, I was also a huge Brian Bosworth fan back oh, yeah. in the day. Yes, so I loved the Boz. Dude, I love the Boz. So I love the Seattle Kingdom. And one of my earliest football memories is my dad letting me stay up late to watch the Monday night football game where it was the Boz against Bo Jackson. Oh, and yeah. even though the Boz got trucked, I left that <laughs> game with more respect for him for some reason. I was just that much of a Boz guy. So when it came time to this is an old man thing too, so this ties into swimming. I feel like part and parcel with being an old man is beginning to care about baseball at a deep level. And it's very true. Being that I live in the mid South, we really don't have a team down here. Uh, I didn't want to cheer for the Royals because eh. I didn't want to cheer for the Cardinals because everybody in my town is a Cardinals fan. Um, so I wanted a team with some kind of like uniqueness to it, a team with a good uniform, a team that hadn't won a title so that it would be like, I would be getting in on the ground floor or something great. And I knew Jerry DePoto made a lot of trades. So I like a lot of trades happening. And um, I just got on, man. I jumped on the Mariners thing. How long ago, Josh? Like three, four years ago? It was three, four years ago. And, and, it, and it was t- like, I remember it being tied with another team. Yeah. And I can't remember what the other team was. I can't either. They're dead to me now. That's how <laughs> yeah, little it, I care yeah, about them. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I they're love dead it. to me. I love it. Although, uh, dude, I'll tell you my toughest moment as a Mariners fan. And I want to hear you guys on this. When they traded Daniel Vogelback, my favorite fat guy, Vogie, um, that was tough for me, dude. Because well, he went to I the mean, Cubs, didn't he? You no, know, he went to the. He's with the Brewers now, but I think he did it. He had a cup of coffee with the Blue Jays too. Okay. So it was us, Blue Jays, Brewers. 
Well, yeah, because it left us without that fun baseball fat guy. Yeah, yeah. A team <laughs> right, needs like, an it, awesome it left fat us without guy. Him. I can't, uh, absolutely. I, I can't really speak to that because I'm a Cleveland fan because my, my parents raised me in, oh, the, in the ways of the Cleveland, Ohio fan club. Of Jack is the lone Browns fan out here. Jack, you're a Browns fan. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Yes. So yeah. He's got full Browns regalia. Dude. Oh, yeah. That's solid, dude. Do you have a jersey? I had a Gary Barnage jersey. Gary Barnage. I love how when, random that uh, is. The Barnyard, we used to call him, yeah. uh, when he was under Manziel. And I've been trying to get some type of... I've, tr- I've been trying to pick out who I want to actually like get a jersey from this 2018 on team. Yeah. I'm trying to... And all the jerseys are sold out. Oh, I can't no. get a Baker jersey. I couldn't get an Odell Beckham jersey. I couldn't get uh, a Landry jersey, so I'm trying to get a Chubb jersey just because that guy's a workhorse for yeah. the team. But dude, can I make yeah. a suggestion? Being that I'm like a 12 year old boy trapped in a middle aged man's body as it pertains to jerseys, um, I love jerseys, and for me, a jersey purchase it always has to be like somebody a little bit under the radar. So I would be excited to see you in like. Um, oh. Maybe like a like an offensive lineman's jersey, you know what I mean? Like maybe the rookie from last year, that rookie tackle who played so well for you guys. Why am I yeah. blanking on the name? Yeah, um, yeah, maybe that. Maybe um, maybe like a Joe Schobert from a couple years ago. Even though you guys oh, don't yeah. have Schobert anymore. Yeah, very much um, so. Yeah, yeah. So something something a little bit like Zig while everybody else zags. You know what I mean? We, I mean, they got they acquired a couple good defensive. Uh, players within the offseason. I might get a John Johnson the third. Dude, I like that. I am, I am the third of my family. So. Okay. I like yeah, it. Yeah, Jack's, Jack's got that number three behind his name. Yeah. Wow, yeah. dude. That's a little bit of a flex, yeah. but, you know, Josh and I don't <laughs> I have know, that. Well, well, I mean. well it, is, it is when he makes me refer to him with as the third every every day. <laughs> I would require that. Let's like I'm over there. I'm over here on Marco Polo. Hey, Jack. Uh, so, excuse me. The third. Yeah. <laughs> can you pick up? Can you pick up? Uh, pick up some snacks for a recording tonight. That'd be great. Dude, you guys, Marco. Thanks. You're like a couple of middle aged moms, man. Oh yeah. Dude, yeah. I'm yeah, Marco we, we, too. We, we Marco big time. Yeah. 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 Marco's the app. It is. All right. Well, <clears throat> Jack, are you done fawning over yes. your Browns? Because yes, we got absolutely. stuff to talk about. All right. All right. Right on. So, Ted, I go back to my original question. Uh, Why? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I've kind of been like famous pastor adjacent for almost 15 years now in that um, my first little like dip of the toe into Christian publishing was with um, a guy named Kevin DeYoung, who sadly didn't do much after those books. You know, no, no, um, no, no. He kind of faded into obscurity. He had to kind of sit on the sidelines and watch my rocket ship take off, you know, (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and watch that roller coaster ride that I've been on. But uh, but yeah, so kind of going through it with KDY, seeing the Internet and like social media really take off, um, creating this weird dynamic, boys, of like growing up when I did like pre-Internet, I think of <laughs> pastors in a certain way. And I don't think of them like necessarily like pimping themselves all over the Internet all the live long day. <laughs> and yet this is a thing that's like standard. And it's so standard that it's not even sort of questioned. So when I found Josh and when when he began like uh, kind of regaling me with these screenshots, I was like, this guy gets it. You know, I'm not the only (laughs) whack job out here who thinks it's weird that pastors are tweeting 66 times a day. Yeah. Well, and, you know, Jack and I have actually touched on this a couple times Mm -hmm. on the pod, just talking about our mutual 
I mean, I think I'll call it frustration. Yeah. Uh, just, just, I mean, with the almost the <laughs> the necessity that mm. culture puts on these pastors to yeah. have some sort of public platform. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's almost it almost goes hand in hand now that if you're going to be in ministry, if you're going to be a pastor, then that automatically means that you need some sort of social media presence, because mm-hmm. if you're not, how are you actually connecting with people? Right. You know, because because and I think I think and this is probably a different conversation. But one observation that I have seen is we have gone from the importance of of just faithful local church service as a pastor mm-hmm. to as a pastor you are now expected to have a brand yeah yeah and, and you're expected mm-hmm. to 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 be the brand and to create the brand for your church and basically be the the spearhead embodiment of your church's brand and you do that in the public eye yeah which is bizarre and jack i want to hear you on this because yeah. josh i know a little bit about your background um and i need to clarify something about my uh, my intro, that amazing intro that I got from Josh. I'm not a pastor. Um, mm-hmm. People think that I am because I'm on that podcast with like two other men, men of the cloth, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm just a just a church loving regular Joe who's watched this thing kind of unfold uh, with pastors and persona. And you said it so well. Like the idea, if somebody had said 25 years ago, your pastor needs to have a brand, we would have like looked at them like they had two heads, but now it's mm-hmm. um, it's kind of standard procedure. Um, Jack, what what's your background and how do you come at this thing? Yeah, so I mean, <clears throat> it's interesting because I, so I'm in higher education, but on a military installation. And mm. so, and I'm adjacent to a lot of these career center type folks who are just like, hey, you need to transition out of the military in the right way. Mm-hmm. And so there is a lot of networking Mm-hmm. But the thing that I that the thing that I cringe about a lot too is like you need to have a they say a lot in these networking events or mm-hmm. LinkedIn events of like you need to have a brand. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. I kind of cringe at that because it's mm-hmm. like I I don't have a brand. It's like just look at my credentials. You know what yeah, the, right. you know what I'm able to do. So yeah, right. it is um it is somewhat troubling that kind of the whole LinkedIn um underlying subculture has kind of filtered its way into broader North American evangelicalism. And now Mm. it's kind of just like, you know, I put out a tweet about this a while back about Mars Hill when that first podcast came out from Mike Cosper of just like in that culture, you always were not trying to encourage people through kind of um, kind of goading them into righteousness. It was always Mm. trying to one up each other. Mm. So it became this like culture of like, oh, you're going to do this. Well, I got to do this. Huh. You know, if you're going to go to seminary, psh, I got to go to seminary and finish my degree in like a year. I'm going to go in finishing. England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm, gonna, I'm going to study abroad. That's right. It, it, it just <laughs> became... come back with an English accent for some reason. Oh. Like, you, you, like you're from Delaware. Right. Come on. Like, what's wrong? Right. <laughs> what's, wrong? what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? But yeah, it just became uh, in Mar- in the Mars Hill culture. It just became that weird, not spurring each other to righteousness, but spurring right. each other to like, Hey, let's fight. Like, Mm. let's legitimately fight. And I mean, Mm. you can see what happened with that. Like, everybody got put on display Mm -hmm. when that hole imploded. And now you're seeing just how bad it really was. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think, you know, this is, that's part of the reason why I think this is such a prevalent 
issue and topic for Jack and I is that we have both been in that Mars Hill Acts 29 vibe for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not anymore, yeah. but you know, we, 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 I think we did an Instagram live yesterday and we, we were saying we, we did our time in a two nine. Yeah. Um, and, and coming out of that, I really was struck, I guess, with the question was, why is it now like like when did pastors become cool yeah (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah and 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 why now is it so important that like that your pastor is cool so you know and uh, that might be a super simple question but i don't know how else to phrase it no i mean it's simple and it's ridiculous which is not like me casting aspersions on your question it's just a ridiculous idea and so when when deyoung and i wrote that church book I think one of my chapters was literally called why I don't want a cool pastor. And it was kind of a subtweet of like the emergent church and and that whole deal back when they were kind of the only ones trying to be cool. But -hmm. now like all of our guys are trying to be cool and there's, there's aesthetics wrapped up in it, which I, I was telling somebody the other day, the emergent church seems like, child's play compared to like what's out there now you know it really does i mean that was just like like some kids goofing off with you know candles and and craziness but uh yeah now it's crazy so everybody's trying to be cool now our guys are trying to be cool wrapped up in that is like politics and this constant moving target of trying to be sort of the big sweetie vis-a-vis every social issue imaginable Mm -hmm. And I look at these guys who I know trying to do it online, and my my feeling is that looks exhausting. Like it looks like it would take all the effort in the world just to make sure you're looking like a sweetheart on all these issues. You know what I mean? Well, well, and unless unless your your goal is to gain followers by like outrageous hot takes, yeah, nobody's actually <laughs> saying anything productive. No. No, like like they're all they're all giving the same answer, which is a non-answer. Well, dude, yeah, we ran into it in. um, So on my other podcast, we had this weird moment where the guys wanted to talk about critical race theory. I remember this. And that episode, the the episode dropped this morning. So I don't know when this app will come out, but it was this morning for me. And um, I hated myself for it because I kind of wussed out, dude. Like I was going to take. I was going to take CRT to the woodshed a little bit. That was in my mind's eye what was going to happen. But then like I got onto the program and I'm like, oh, I don't want to offend Ron and Barnabas, you know. So I <laughs> I don't know. I said my little piece about it. And then those guys talked for like 25 minutes a piece. And that was the end of it. And I like hated myself about it, you know. But it was, again, though, it was this performative um, thing where I no longer have a take or an idea or an opinion that I've cultivated on my own, you know, we're all products of each other's takes and we're all using each other to platform ourselves. You know what I mean? So when, when some pastor like retweets a Beth Moore thing, for example, it isn't just a Beth Moore thing. It's like, look at what a big sweetie I am. Look at how cool I am with women. You know, like it's saying like four or five things about the guy and it might not even matter what Beth Moore said. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Well, and it's weird to me that like I don't I and, and and this is part of why I'm I'm frustrated I guess with kind of building that persona. And Jack and I have talked about this a lot is 90% of these conversations that people want to have online should be had in person. Yeah. Amen. 
like like you know Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and whatever other platforms there are, they like just within the the structure of how they are, they don't yield profitable or good conversations right. to where at the end you're both mutu- you both have mutually uh, benefited from each other. Yeah. Right? It's just who can scream the loudest. Right. Yeah. Or who can be the most clever. It's it's back to what Jack was saying about the kind of, you know, one upsmanship motif at, at Mars Hill. I mean, I think Twitter is just that run amok, right? Mm-hmm. I have to be more clever than you. I have to be more insightful. I have to like retweet the right people. And it's it seems miserable to me, right? Like it just seems like there's no rest in it, there's no joy. There's no freedom from self. There's no self-forgetfulness. There's no spurring each other on to love and good deeds. And I'll tell you what it's done, man. And I want to hear you guys on this because I know you're you're big on the local church as well. It's really made me just love my local pastors. Mm-hmm. They are, and they would they would not mind me saying this, like deeply uncool. Um, yeah. One yeah, of them yeah. is like ragingly academic. One of them is ragingly like, old and kind of southern and uncool and and the third one is just (laughs) himself he's just an amazing dude they're all amazing though and point being like i've had such a rich time getting to know these guys um who don't spend any time cultivating their online personas and and so their hearts are like free and unencumbered to really pour into guys like me and their church who need it um and other people who need it and it's almost, you know, I love the past, Josh. I'm like a, a pastist, whatever the, oh, yes. whatever the opposite of a futurist is. Um, <laughs> nostalgist. I'm a nostalgist. So Embrace tradition. Exactly. <laughs> going to my church is kind of an Reject exercise. Reject modernity. Yeah, it feels like I'm going to church in the 90s or the 80s, you know, and, and I love it. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Well, and you know, and I guess... That that leads into like my my, my question is because that's that's absolutely true is mm-hmm. is we have we have this culture where it just every pastor like you can't just be a pastor mm-hmm. you know like if you're just a pastor or just an elder you feel like um, a failure you mm-hmm. feel like a failure like you have to be a pastor and a YouTuber or a pastor mm-hmm. and an author or a pastor and a podcaster right. right and 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 again like not not that any of those things in and of themselves are bad like if God's mm-hmm. given you the gift to write books and be a blessing to the church fantastic right yeah. but there's this pressure yeah that is there that you can't just be someone who loves shepherding his flock yeah you have to be shepherding other people as well because and 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 to me i think without saying and jack you and ted can riff on this mm-hmm. i think with it, i think unintentionally the consequence of that is making it is 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 creating this this kind of idea that your flock isn't enough mm, that's good yeah i'm going to i'm going to pull a, a deep cut on everybody but i i saw this <laughs> one clip by rich mullins back in the day and he had long hair at the time he kind of had ted's long hair at this point Mm. and it was an interview and they were talking about like well how do you feel about christians coming to your concert and how do you feel about you know fame and celebrity and he's like hey it's cool that you guys come and you know sing our songs and stuff like that but he's like i'm not your pastor I'm not the guy who's leading you. It's like, you should be connected with somebody who loves you and cares for you. He's like, I'm just the guy that kind of spurs you into good songs. Mm. So take what you will from that. But he's like, 
I'm not here to lead you. And it was kind of like this moment where like, oh crap, like this dude's built differently, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think like, even with my elders, um, I think maybe just like one or two of them, even like tweet, like maybe once a week at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and we're probably maybe like 150 folks right now. That's a very, and I would say even smaller than that, to be quite honest right now. And some of our pastors, they came from bigger churches, like in Southern California, where they're making like 90 to 100K and they left that. And they're like, I'm done with that life. Mm. And then they came to um, my local church right now and then COVID hit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I I think that's some irony of God's like, okay, you want to shepherd people? I'll show you what it's like to shepherd people. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I think that, um, you know, and even when I went to Western seminary, my time at Western, there was a a kind of like an underlying current of like, if you're in a big mega church, like you're not going to get discipled very well there mm. just to let you know. Yeah. Um, and a lot of past and a lot of my professors who were either pastors or elders were just like, yeah, you guys need to be in a church, a local church that you're known that you're in community, that you can ask those questions in community. And if you don't, you're just going to get lost. Mm. You're just going to be a face in the crowd and nobody People are going to say hi to you on Sunday, and that's about it. Yeah. So, Man, that's solid. You said so many good things in there. And I loved the the description of Rich Mullins as built different. And mm-hmm. I agree that he was built different. And it seems like there are, there are people who are just geared that way. But my question to you guys is, like, this widespread, like, persona, platform, brand building, like, moment that we're in in the church, two-part question a, is it a bubble? Like, are we about to, are we about to see the bubble burst? Uh, vis-a-vis all these like sad stories of it going bad, right? So that's yeah. part of the question. But another part of the question is, is this a seminary problem? Is this just a Christian publishing problem? Um, is there a way to like build people differently for this kind of work uh, where maybe we failed them before? You know what I mean? I so first one I I pray to all that is holy that it is a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Because it needs it needs to pop. I think so. Because there's there's nothing there's nothing beneficial mm-hmm. that is happening from it. Yeah. Um the only thing the only the only thing that is that is coming out of this stuff is pain. Mm. And 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 it's pain not only for the pastors that are falling, right? Like just in the last 10 years, how many people can we count off yeah. who had these huge platforms? Yeah. Who we've probably that, been in rooms with at one time or another. You oh, know? Yeah. I've been Absolutely. friends with some of them. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it's heartbreaking, but, it, but it's not just them, right? Like yeah. sin, sin has a blast radius. Mm, mm. It never just affects you. Right. So all of the, all of the people that they influenced, their yeah. followers, their congregations, their families, like, like, and, 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 you know, for Jack and I coming out of, you know, the kind of the, um, uh, Mars Hill A29, mm-hmm. like we are in the Seattle area still dealing yeah. With the fallout from Mars Hill even right now. Mm. Mm. 
and and I think a large part of it has to do with just this idea that you need to be more than just a pastor, right? Well, um, I think yeah. Ed's I think Ed Stetzer said it well on that first podcast episode of Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, where he was like, "You have to have." You know, people in the in probably the mid '90s to starting into the early 2000s started to put abilities over character, mm-hmm. and that's where you. And now that's reaped its its dividends. Yeah, because now you just saw the the fallout from that investment. Um, yeah, well, it's it's like and you know to put it in a language that I know Ted will appreciate. It's like it's like what's happening to uh, boxing right now. Yeah. You have all of these young kids <laughs> who got their fame on YouTube, <laughs> right? And I'm yeah. sorry, I'm going to go off on this, man. Dude, go. Right? Who has never done a lick of work in their life mm. and have create and they have been given a platform yeah. to perform without having any of the necessary tools yeah. to actually do something with it. Yeah, that's right. So as a result, the product is trash. Right, the product is trash. People still buy it. People bought Floyd Mayweather against you know Logan Paul or which whichever kid it was, and (laughs) um, you know they probably they felt like they had their wallet stolen afterwards as as they should feel, and you know people would ask me about it and I said I would rather watch like a couple of four rounders on Thursday night on ESPN with guys who have trained and are scrapping and are fighting for their lives. I'd rather watch that than than a. Uh, a Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather fight, and and I think your point, Jack, though, is is a true one in the sense that I even remember like early mid two thousands, the way even that we described pastors started to change. Like, so I was in Michigan mm-hmm. at the time, and I was kind of Rob Bell adjacent, and the the word on on Rob Bell was, oh my gosh, he's such a gifted communicator. You know, he's mm-hmm. just a really good communicator, and the word was never like man, he's so humble or he walks so closely with, with the Lord or the things that we would want people to say about us if we were pastors. Um, you know, it was always this external stuff that could be platformed. And I think, you know, part of the the, the Drisky um, co- cocaine or whatever in, in the <laughs> mid-2000s was the Drisky Christians. Business. <laughs> Drisky business. Like people will always, people want to be around rich people and people want to be around famous people. Yep. And people will do almost anything to make those two things happen. And yet, there's always a there's always like a dark underbelly wherein you know, you're in that environment for long enough, you realize it's not about you, it's actually about the guy on stage. And there's a sense of disenfranchisement that happens when you're not getting the attention or the whatever or the whatever that you think you're going to get from this transaction which really is a transaction, right? Which is not what it means mm. to be a church member. Um, no, it's not no, transactional. No, it's not. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. And 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 what ends up happening is you have when you have these pastors who are, you know, big and have all these platforms and building their brand, right? Just again, to you to go back to boxing, like it, it, this metaphor is fitting way way better than I thought it was going to. Yeah. It ruins the real thing. Totally. Totally. It makes us. It makes us. It makes us look at the real thing as somehow less than. Also, right? Yeah, I'll stay with the boxing metaphor. You recognize real when you see it, right? Yes. Case in point: uh, Muhammad Ali hits the scene in the late '60s, early '70s. Wildly charismatic, naturally charismatic, 
Um, unbelievably magnetic, good-looking guy. However, everyone after him tried to be like him in that way, and it didn't work. Um, right. And I think we're seeing some of the same things, right? Yeah. Everybody's trying to be profound on Twitter. Everybody's trying to be mm. uh, the right mixture of woke and touching and inspirational. <laughs> and like, it's just kind of an impossible bullseye to hit and it's sad to watch people try well and i think that gets into the 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 second part of your question ted is i think i think we need we need a different one we need a def, a, a more biblical like we need to go back to the bible mm-hmm. it's it's honestly that simple <laughs> mm-hmm. like sola scriptura people come on yeah. like like we need to go back to what does the bible say a pastor is mm. what what are the qualifications that like they are all character Right. I don't care how many followers you have. I don't care yeah. how good of a communicator you are. Right. I don't care how effective you are at 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 marketing or business planning. Like, do you love your wife? Mm. Yeah. Are you a humble guy? Yeah. Are you well thought of well thought of by outsiders? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and that's something that seminary can't teach. Right. Like who, we we need Who can teach it though? Like that's a real question. I'm not trying to be snarky i'm just curious i think yeah i think that i think that you can reform seminary to maybe be like a petri dish of that in some sense but i would love that that seems aspirational and good yeah i mean you could you could do that in a sense and i think you're starting to see that with some churches who are making these kind of like i don't know if you've seen this phenomenon but some bigger churches are starting to like develop these institutes yeah. So to say, yeah, and I think that that that's kind of the solution of well, the seminary is outside of the church, so why don't we just start to make something inside the church with people mm-hmm. that are our teachers that can communicate yeah. that? So I think that there's starting to be some type of connective tissue to that. Yeah, um, but I think also too, if you have a seminary, how are you connecting that seminary to the local church somehow? Mm. Um, and Part of it was like my professors were very concerned with, um, especially since one of our professors was involved (laughs) Mm -hmm. in a huge scandal that happened within the Portland area. And so, and it affected a lot of people. And Mm -hmm. the fallout from that is still going on to this day. And I know Josh has been affected by that as well, too. But, um, yeah, I think that the connective tissue to how do you bridge that gap of character building within kind of like a seminary environment is maybe you should start to build kind of this institute out of your church as best as possible. Maybe it doesn't yeah. blow up. That's fine. But yeah. have some sort of uh, of way of teaching your people and kind of modeling it uh, in a way that is biblical. So. Yeah. Well, and and I would prefer it not blow up. You know, you well, know, you sure. know that's the thing is yeah. it's like it's like <laughs> I would prefer it like I I would prefer that we we get back to what I believe is a more biblical idea of training and that's the elders bringing up men within yeah. their church. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, seminary's fine if you want to go to seminary, that's that's fine. They're going to give you all the academic stuff, but seminary does not teach you how to care for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only thing that is going to do that is you getting in the trenches with your people and doing it. Mm. And I think that's something that we have forgotten is that that we kind of just send these these guys off to seminary and expect them to come back as pastors. It's like, no, 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 they're, they're going to come back smarter, hopefully, mm-hmm. than, than they were yeah. with more, uh, you know, you know, more ability to recite theologies and the isms, which yeah. which is fine. Yeah. But that's not what makes a good pastor. Right. 
right? I've, and I think I think that's that's part of the key to reforming it is we need to get back to elders actually training. And this is kind of this is kind of interesting too because even within our culture, you can see this within our economy. Mm-hmm. So the conversation we're having right now is more of that internship versus going to school mentality. Sure. Versus yeah. right now in our economy, actually it's showing if you do apprenticeships, if you do internships, you're going to have a better work life and you're going to have a better uh, working wage if you do that right now versus mm. the typical route back in the day was go to a four-year college, get a degree. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's not, that's completely being blown out of the water by all For of sure. our data that we have in higher ed that says mm-hmm. actually probably your best route is to do like an apprenticeship, into a trade. an internship, or yeah, yeah, go to trade school or a technical college and do maybe, do maybe two years of that. Learn how to so, do a thing that someone yeah. will pay you for, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I, th- I think the shine is off. Um, if my employer's listening, I love college. I love four-year college. <laughs> it's the best decision you'll ever make. But, spend, um, spend your money. Go yeah, to Ted's exactly. college. Yeah, go Ted's to my college, college is different. But, though, I think in my program, I do bring that vocational piece of I'm teaching you how to do something that you'll get paid money for. Anyway, that's not the point. But um, I think part and parcel with this kind of organic groundswell train them up locally motif that you guys are on, which I love is don't you think we need to see some examples of pastors like eschewing the platforming thing themselves, right? Like I'm not on Twitter. I'm not chasing a book deal. Um, I can tell you as someone who's had many book deals, they do not make you happy. Um, never does my head hit the pillow going, you know what? My day sucked, but at least I, you know, I published why we're not, you know, why we love the church 14 years ago with Kevin DeYoung. Like there's, there's, it's just like anything else you do in life. There's no like long reaching satisfaction there at all. Yet we think there will be, right? Um, we think it's yeah. going to be this validating moment where people will see me as an author, an intellectual or whatever. But the fact of the matter is they care for a very minuscule amount of time and then they stop caring. Well, and you know, th- the thing is, is it, and to kind of not not leave this on such a downer note, like those pastors are out there. You just yeah. don't know it because you don't yeah. see them. Totally. totally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there are so many mm-hmm. faithful pastors that I know of personally that are doing fantastic work for their people, that love their people, and they're not on they're not on social media. They aren't promoting their brand. They aren't mm-hmm. sharing, you know, ser- you know, uh, clips of their of their sermons mm. online to get more exposure to their preaching. They're loving their people, you know? And I, I want to believe, and, and I think I actually do believe this. I, I do believe that is the majority. Yeah. Yeah. So let you me know? ask you this, Josh, Yeah. who would have to, when you, when you think of like the universe of celebrity pastors or voices or whatever in our, in our tribe, who would have yeah. to say, you guys get the bleep off the internet, put down your phones, get the bleep off Twitter and like get in your local churches and care more about them than your persona. Like who would have to say that for people to actually listen and do it? You know what I'm saying? Gosh. And we're talking like brain physiology here. We're talking like 
quitting right. an addictive substance level of uh, yeah. of walk away. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's hard because in that question is also who who do I think is promoting themselves too yeah. much? <laughs> Who's promoted themselves at such a level that everybody would listen? <laughs> that, yeah. that that it would be effective. Yeah. 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 I would say um, maybe Dever. Yeah. Mark Dever. For- oh yeah. If you yeah. had Dever say that, I think that people. I think that would garner if he sent that tweet out that day and said that and then started to model it actually, that would be an interesting little endeavor. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, if we could get, if we could get, you know, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking just our, our tribe, right? Yeah. If we could get Dever, I can't believe we're calling people out, but that's okay. If we could get Dever, if we could get um, Dever family, if you're listening. uh, Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Dever family. Um, Owen Strachan or however you say that name. Um, Jared Wilson. Like these guys that have like these these large platforms. Yeah. If we could get all of them to say, you know what? Cuses. I'm out. I'm going to serve my local church. You guys should follow me. Like, Dude, how imitate cool would me that as be? I'm a imitate Christ. Dude, yeah. I would I would get up and cheer. That would be epic. because it's like because that's the type, especially if you're in ministry. Yeah. That is the type of I think I especially in the time that we're in, mm. that is the type of like visceral reaction that we need our leaders to yeah. model. I think so. I think so. Um and and yeah, like what I see in the classroom, and maybe you see this too, Jack, working with young people, is like universally they they talk about how unsatisfying it is to to live their lives on social media and to do personal work all day long they all hate it but like no one is walking away um which is fascinating to me we're like like dogs returning to our vomit you know Mm. um so yeah i'm with you josh we love that vomit we do we do (laughs) we love the vomit (laughs) yeah 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 and it's i don't know so i think it's I think as we, as we looked, I think as we look inward to yeah. our own churches, right? Like, I mean, it's it's the old it's the old adage: be the change you want to see, mm-hmm. right? How how can I, as a local church member, yeah. right? Not a pastor, not in leadership. How can I, as a member, love my congregation more than I am now? Mm. Right. How can I be serving them and giving giving more of myself and more of my time, my treasure, my talent? Like how how can I? And it's not that it's a performative thing. Yeah, it's it's a self-sacrificial thing. Yeah. As we see all of this branding and all of this, all of this platform building. How can I do the opposite of that for my church? I think practicing doing things like that when no one's watching, you know, I, I think we're so native to the idea of someone's always watching because I'm always curating persona such that a thing happens and I'm already deciding how I'm going to talk about it on my podcast or how I'm going to like, you know, photograph it for my, my Instagram or whatever. Um, I think, I think getting reps in, right. Doing things when nobody's watching, uh, serving my church, caring for people, meeting with people, working on my sermon without photographing like the stack of books and the coffee mug and the manuscript. Right. Um, you know, just getting those reps in where, I mean, it's almost like us swimming, right? Like three sleek, handsome beasts, you know, you don't start looking like this. Right. Um, (laughs) 
you start just kind of getting in there in the morning and getting the reps in, right? Um, and then you look right. you you look like uh, like we look. Yeah, exactly. You got you. you <laughs> You gotta, you gotta take your licks to look this good. You do, man. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta put the time in. You want to look like me? You gotta put the time. Dude, the, big, in. the big shoulders, the tiny waist, dude. I you got know, the prototype. big shoulders, dude. Like you see these. There's a reason my screen's this this high. Dude, just right now, elite, you, man. Like, just, you're, just hey, you're keep your elite. eyes up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. My eyes are up here. <laughs> my Fuck. eyes are up here. Stop right, looking at my right. shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> my, I love it. Uh, well, guys, guys, not to like I. Jack and I always try, you know, whatever, you know, whenever we're talking about some hard stuff and we've talked about some hard stuff on here, we want to leave it encouraging. Yeah. Right. Like, because as, as dark as it does seem out there and granted, every time we look at social media, um, it is dark. It's not fun. Like you see so much junk on social media. There are amazing things happening in our churches Mm -hmm. and there are amazing people around us and there are amazing pastors and amazing things happening. Like, so what are some of those things that when you look at the local church, either yours, right. Or, or the local church corporate, you know, either one, what are some things that encourage you that you look at and you're like, yes, thank you Lord for this. Dude, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about my local church. Shout out Cornerstone Community Church, Jackson, Tennessee. If you're in the West Tennessee area, come, come check us out. Um, I love it so, so much. And one of the things I love about it that I've never, literally never, ever seen in another church is that we have like tons of socioeconomic diversity mm-hmm. and it was, it was never marketed for or asked for. I don't know how it happened that we've got like, you know, doctors worshiping next to blue collar guys and everybody in between, but it's phenomenal, dude. And I love it because we're learning so much from each other in that. Um, and it's an encouragement to see something that doesn't even happen anymore in the culture happen in our church. Mm. Um, and I do think it's a function of people in our community being drawn to the humility of our leadership. These are humble mm. dudes. You want to be with them. You just want to be with them. You want to go verse by verse with them through the word um, because they talk about their sin struggles and they're authentic and they're humble and I can't get enough of it. You know what I mean? Like I'm old. I might, who knows when I'll be dead, right? Hopefully the swimming, it adds a few years to my life, but, but, oh, absolutely. you know, but we got a finite amount of Sundays and, and time to spend and spending it with those guys is how I want to spend it. And, um, man, it's just precious, you know, and it may, it would make it really hard for me to leave this area. Um, yeah. I can't imagine any job that would take me away from here because of how much I love worshiping at this place. And, um, you know, so I could, I could go on and on about, about the church, but, um, I think they're just doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah. I would say with my local church, I mean, we, my wife and I just switched congregations like about, geez, literally maybe like a few weeks ago. Okay. And we were really burnt out with... I mean, there was a lot of stuff. I, that's a whole nother podcast episode. That's stuff yeah, that I don't want to talk about right now. <laughs> um, but the thing about it was, is that, um, you know, are we cultivating a kind of revelation type of church where you see a multitude mm. of all different people worshiping yeah. um, at the throne Yeah. versus I think what lends to our conversation is most pastors who are on that platform want, I want the millennials. 
Right. I want the Zillennials. I don't want these old people. Psh, forget yeah. them. They're not going to yeah. get me. They're not going to get me where I want to be at that 1500 yeah. level membership. Sure. Uh, our church is just, very, I mean, we had a, we had a picnic yesterday or we had a barbecue and it was great because you had all these different people from all these different backgrounds. Sorry. Sorry, Jack. Hold on. Ted translated for you Baptist. That's uh, that's a potluck. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was tracking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay, that's okay, helpful. Okay. Though. Right, sorry. Yeah. Thank sorry, you. you know. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. We're so, a little slow down here in the South, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we had this barbecue, and I mean, everybody. I mean, my wife and you know, my wife and I were like, oh, we don't know if we know. We we only know about a few, you know, families mm-hmm. at the church. But it was like, you know, people were meeting. I mean, one of our pastors was like, this is a time where you can meet each other and talk about yeah. you know your life, and hopefully it not be weird. Um, and it honestly, it wasn't. It was a great time where we got to fellowship and. It wasn't this like rah rah moment where yeah. I think some people have in their membership meetings where it's like, yeah, let's go out there and do more work. It was like, uh-huh. no, let's just be family together. Like, uh, can we do I that? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really thankful. Just, just that I know that I have, you know, with all the crap that's gone on in the last couple of years and just real bad church church stuff. Like, I have a group of individuals and I can count them on one hand, but that I know are super loving, super caring for both me and my wife Hmm. and constantly check up without being prompted. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just the text. It's like, Hey man, what's going on today? You Mm -hmm. know? And, and I know these individuals are there whenever I need them. And just, just having that, like, like if I didn't have that, I, I like I'd be a mess. Yeah. Well, okay, more of a mess than I am now, yeah. right? Like if I if I did not have those individuals that I knew were there for me because they love me, right? Right, because that's important, right? Yeah. So, man, just just super thankful for the local church, um, and really, 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 really glad and thankful that that we have those those types of people around us, man, because nice. we need them. Yeah, like, like we all need them, right? Indeed, indeed. Yeah, we're blessed. Listen, you boys are invited to my to my smoke room here if you're ever in west tennessee you want to take a trip we got a little uh we got a little airbnb here on the property man you and jack two bedrooms so uh you can have a little Uh, space one bedroom's fine yeah one one bedroom we'll just close (laughs) off the second one you know keep it cozy big spoon little spoon yeah exactly exactly (laughs) well hey guys before before we take off because i know you probably both have stuff to do i would be i would be remiss Mm -hmm. if i did not throw out the question before we leave I want to riff for five minutes, and this is gonna be something near and dear to Ted's heart. Okay. Oh man. Best '90s TV show theme songs. Ooh, '90s TV I've got, show. I've got two. Oh, I got, I got two. I got at least queued up in my head. You right. got at least three. I got at okay. least three. Two in my so so the two in my head. The first one is pretty obvious. Second one might not be. Okay. First one is Fresh Prince. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like everybody knows Fresh Prince. Actually, right. I wasn't a big Fresh Prince guy, believe it or not. Like, how's it go, man? Hum a few bars for me. I know it'll come back, but oh, je- well, well, I'm not saying that I know it. Yeah. I just know that it's iconic. <laughs> you enjoyed it. Basically, it it's like in West Philadelphia, born and oh, raised. Yeah. You know, go blah, Jack, blah, go. Blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Smell yeah, you later, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That and then the second one. Yeah. And this one, I, I, I probably could. 
Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> Ooh, big, dude. In the eyes of the Ranger, mm. the unsuspecting stranger. <laughs> dude, you were a big Walker, Texas Ranger guy, weren't oh, you? Oh, I lived in Walker, Texas. Dude, his his roundhouse, I lived wow. for that, man. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. that was Chuck formative. Norris. Well, and you know, and again, you know, Chuck Norris did that theme song himself. You guys know yeah. that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just, all right. All right. All right. Just want to make sure. Mine's dude, speaking more, of Chuck Norris. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, let's. I feel let's. like you guys will appreciate this maybe. So, you know we're doing this happy rant essay book or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You know that of the three of us, I'm probably the most old manish and curmudgeonly and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Fill in the blanks. Um I did like Barnabas a, likes to put the image out that he is, but he ain't. No, 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 no. <laughs> I went like a page and a half defending John Wayne cuz I feel like John Wayne gets crapped on. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, oh, you're trying to be John Wayne, just trying to be a, you know, just an overbearing man, you know? And I'm like, all I watch are these John Wayne movies where he's like, you know, riding 72 hours through the dark to like save a little girl's life and like yes, refusing dude, payment. Searchers. And I'm just like, if if that's being a terrible person, sign me up. I'm in, you know? <laughs> like teach, teaching little kids how to swim by just literally throwing them in by their butt loop. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how to swim. All right. <laughs> so everybody that listens to the happy rant, they already know that I'm the worst, but they will know for sure that I'm the worst after they read my defense of the, the horrible John Wayne. Jack, 90s TV uh, theme songs. Where you okay, at? so uh, I will co-sign with Josh on Fresh Prince, but uh-huh. you got to take into account, I would say three. I would say Full House. Okay, yeah, solid. The Everywhere You Look chorus. Uh-huh. Um, Saved by the Bell. <laughs> yep. And then uh, this is the dark. This is the deep cut. This is the dark horse okay. one that people don't oh, get. Boy. Baywatch. Yeah. The, oh. The, the kind of Bruce Hornsby, like, I'll yeah. be ready. <laughs> yeah. No, those, that was epic, dude. That was that Baywatch theme was really epic, such that, like, if that one and the Full House one had just come on the radio, I, w- I would have given them a listen, you know, yeah. and probably been yeah. into it. Um, yeah. yeah, those work definitely. Dude, we got it, Jack. We got a little like Freudian thing going on with Josh and his microphone over there. For, I feel like oh, Freud dude, I don't know what Josh day. is doing. I was like, "What are you? What is you doing, dude, baby?" I it like twenty what minutes ago. <laughs> I'm just don't don't mind me, guys. I'm just <laughs> yeah. You're like therapy. some sort of Bond villain over here, man. Yeah, like, I know it. I know it. Um, <laughs> Uh, hey, you know what? I'm glad this is a audio medium only. <laughs> That's right. I'm glad we're friends. We can all be authentic here and just be real. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I do. I don't know what to do with my hands. It's okay, man. It's okay. Um, all right, Ted, go. So this one is more 80s than 90s, but I was watching mm. Cheers okay. with my lady last night. Mm. And the ah. theme song came on and she looks at me and she goes, this song is like a, literally a lullaby to you, isn't it? And I said, yes, yes, it is. Cheers Cheers in general is a lullaby, but that Where Everybody Knows Your Name song is so iconic. And like, you know, the opening like credit sequence with all those vintage shots of guys in the pub or whatever. I just mm-hmm. love it. Um, another kind of banger from the 90s to me, Twin Peaks. Oh, like that weird yeah, kind of discordant Twin Peaks. Um, my, wi- my wife loves Twin Peaks. Yeah. And she has been trying to get me into it. I have yet to watch an episode. You should try it. I would like to, to see what you think of it. It's very okay. strange. Um, yeah. But I like the opening credit sequence because it's all like uh, uh, like lumberjack stuff. Like they're putting wood through like a, 
you know, like a lathe, and they're they're just doing different things to like the wood, and uh, <laughs> uh, with this like discordant, weird backing track, it's just bizarre, and I like it. Dude, that 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 actually sounds like sounds like certain networks like branding. Speaking of branding, <laughs> so the lumber the lumberjack tw- Twin Peaks yeah. with the Cheers theme song because everyone wants to be where everyone knows their name. Absolutely, right? absolutely. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, guys, we have gone on f- uh, much longer than Jack and I normally go, but I'm very glad we were able to. So, Ted, before we uh, before we take off, man, yeah. Um, let people know where they can find you, where they can read your stuff, and uh, any upcoming projects where they can look for those. Yeah, they can't find me really anywhere because I'm not online or on social media <laughs> because uh, I got That's off true. of it like a decade ago, and it was the best thing I ever did. Um, <laughs> I was telling Jack before, I'm like, well, you know what? Like, normally when you have guests on that are, you know, above your pay grade, you get that little social media bump. And I'm like, well, this one's pro bono. Yeah, you're not, you're not getting a social media bump from me, boys. However, you can listen to me on a little, a little radio program that I like to call The Happy Rant. Uh, yes. The Happy Rant has a vast social media network. So we're on Twitter. Yeah. We're on Facebook. We're That's on Instagram. Right. If you want to look at pictures of Ron, curated Ron pictures, <laughs> go, go to face. premium uh, material right there. You want to folks. see some duck face and Ron and, and old, Pipe in a field of yeah. cotton embracing one another. Um, <laughs> old Pipes being model worthy. I there want, too. dude, yeah. I want, I want Ted to give the reformatory a shout out on the happy rant. Yeah. And then when they come back and listen to this, they hear us just crapping on it. <laughs> That would be great, dude. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do uh, it. Uh, no, boys. Um, let's see. Gutcheckpress.com. That's my little publishing concern. Um, we've got some things coming out. Uh, I don't know. Look me up on Amazon. I'm on there. So uh, buy some stuff, man. Help put my kids through uh, an apprenticeship or trade school, not college. Oh, yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not you college. Go. Exactly. I'm talking about. Let's go, dude. Out of way. Out of way. If they aren't, if they aren't. If they aren't in the intro of Twin Peaks by the time they're 28, yeah, then complete failure. Dude, my son, complete my oldest failure. is on that trajectory. Like, I can't swing a hammer, you guys. Seriously, I can't do anything. But he's like, he's doing this like construction apprenticeship. He's going to be making, yeah. dude, he'll be making more than his old man in like two years. Oh, like, dude, that's where, the, that's where the money's at. Dude, I'm stoked about it. I'm here for it. Super proud it of really it. It really is. Well, Ted, one of these days, we're going to have to get you up for a Mariners game, my man. Let's do it. And we got to get you guys down to the smoke room for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll make it happen all the way around. Well, Jack, why don't you get us out of here, man? Well, if you want to hear more uh, of these types of vacillations, if you will, from <laughs> different guests Stuck of different types word, of <laughs> life stages. I'm going to stop touching my mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Um, you can find us on the sociables, if you will, on the Twitter uh, the Facebook, the Instagram, all at Reformatory Pod. And Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they can uh, possibly give us uh, a couple of a couple of bits, if you will. <laughs> Listen the pod. up, you lovely, you lovely people. <laughs> We've got a Patreon. <laughs> uh, we, Jack and I are poor. It's just true. <laughs> I, I I've stopped trying to flower it. You Boys, know, I don't see like, money. Yeah, you know what? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see color or money. That is, that is, I, I see drive, and that's all I we got. I actually don't see anything. I I see, see, you guys are just silhouettes right now. I see grits, yeah. and I see I see will. I don't see money. I look at you two, and I see young John Wayne. That's all I see. Yes. I see Chuck Norris when I'm gonna I look go, at you. I'm going to go find a Joshua. little kid to teach how to swim and get 
put in jail. If you try that at the years. gym on Monday, just right? a, yeah, I'm gonna find the little kid. Hey, kid, come here. Yeah, tough love. Uh, yeah, tough love, man. That that's what it's about. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you if you do appreciate what we do here, and you for the for the cost literally of uh, less than a Starbucks coffee a month, mm. you too could become a patron and have your name hallowed, hallowed, hallowed through the halls of this podcast. We thank you all very much for listening. We thank our special guest Ted Cluck for being on the program with us, and we will catch you on the next step of. The Reformatory. Mm-hmm.